You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's podcast here on Big Radio, part of the SB Nation podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio Network. All right, it's week 11. It's Giants Commanders Part 2, the, the bottom teams in the NFC East battling once again, and here to... Uh, to help me talk about that is is longtime friend Rick Snyder, longtime columnist in the in the D.C. area, covered the uh, covered covered the Washington team a lot for for how how many years now, Rick? Uh, regularly thirty, but overall forty. <laughs> yeah, a lot of and, and I feel bad about the misery that the Giants have put me through for fifteen or sixteen years. Yeah, I, I pretty much – I did get to cover a Washington Super Bowl. I actually covered two. Uh, and I thought life was good. I was in my 20s. You know, we're all young. It's, you're full of hope, and it's great Super Bowl parades, and then whammo. <laughs> that was... <laughs> yeah, I I hear you. It, uh, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't been fun, but – you know, but at least at least I'm used to covering this uh, this bad football. So anyway, let's talk week eleven Giants Commanders. I have to ask you, Rick. the The Commanders opened this week as ten point favorites for, via DraftKings Sportsbook. When is the last time a Washington football team was a ten point favorite over anybody? I think it was 2017. It was a rarity, but you know, we go back to the Gibbs there. <laughs> yeah. And back then, we didn't say those point spreads out loud. Uh, you know, you bet them with your bookie. But right. Uh, yeah, I when I saw the 10, quite honestly, I was surprised, and I didn't take it as Washington so good as New York was so bad. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's what uh, that's exactly what it's saying. And you're right. You know, it was it was. Wasn't until the last couple of years that we actually said those things out loud and talked about those things and and, and made a big deal about those things. But the the world is changing. But I fully expected Washington to be favored here, and obviously we know there's always the three point swing based on home and away. I I would have I would have figured you know five or six points is fine, but. I think it's nine and a half now, 10. I mean, to me, that's just, that's a massive slap in the face to what, uh, to what odds makers think of, of the current state of the Giants. Well, Washington can score points. So that's not going to be their problem. You know, it's funny. They spent three years building a defense and they finally get the offense to come around. The defense has now collapsed. 
you know, that's how the NFL works. You only hold things together for a few years. And the defense couldn't wait, and they got rid of a couple ends. And so I had a hard time trying to pick this game on my own podcast, and I took Washington by seven. Uh, because, I, I, you know, the Giants, we always talk about what the division rivalries, what they are. With Dallas, for a long time, was the big one. Philly, Philly, Washington are always the weird games, the weirdest things happen, and Washington almost beat them twice this year again. The Giants games are, are just sort of frustrating losses, pretty much. New York has just beaten Washington regularly in the last decade. Close games that Washington every time walked away going, could have won that, but they didn't. And, and this could be, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened again. I don't know what this team's mentality really is now that they lost a really tough game to Seattle. Lost on a you know game-ending field goal. They could have won that one again. You know they could have beaten Philly twice. They they've been good enough to go toe, but not finish. So when they played worse teams like Chicago, blew them out. Giants beat them fourteen-seven. Wasn't even that close. I never know what they're going to do. Right, and theoretically they're on the fringe of the playoff race, but they're they're not really there because I think. I think they're the ninth seed right now, but there's there's a pretty big gap. So so playoffs is kind of like we can talk about it, but I'm not sure it's realistic for Washington. And, you know, they had two games against Dallas, Miami and San Francisco still on the schedule. Good luck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, let's. It, oh, oh. They'll be lucky to win two more games. They have the Rams also. They can win that one. But, yeah, you know, they, don't, they don't beat New York. People are going to be yelling for Rivera's head. Yeah, as as will the Giants. I think be lucky to win uh, to win two more games. They've got two games against the Eagles, which you know you take them out of the equation. But the Giants have Washington, they have New Orleans, they have the Rams, um, and I, I'm forgetting who else they have. But the but the the rest of it is you know they at least have a chance. And I'm not sure people actually want to see them win those games. You know how that works with with draft position and all that. But I, let me let me let me throw this out to you. I'm always one who believes that you know, forget the draft position because the draft will work itself out. And you know, like a few years ago, everybody thought the Giants had gotten screwed because they ended up with the fourth pick instead of the second pick, and they ended up with Andrew Thomas instead of Chase Young. I'm always one that believes that that for these franchises, there's always value in winning games. It is what these guys are paid to do and what they're trying to do. And there's jobs on the line. There's livelihoods on the line. There's young players to develop. I'm always one that believes winning games is a good thing. Yeah, I, I think it's loser talk, you know, from disgruntled fans when you say, I'll oh, just lose out. Yeah, win the game, drink your beer, and have a decent day. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're just a miserable human being, and they all are on Twitter, so we hear from them, right? <laughs> you know, I just think Washington will get there. Yeah, you know, too bad you didn't get Chase Young. <laughs> yeah. It might have been different there. Yeah, I, I think Giants fans are happy with Andrew Thomas. Hey, let me let me ask you this. Washington scored seven points against the Giants. I look at the six games around that, and they've been in the 20s, they've been in the 30s. I think the last three games, they've scored almost 27 points a game. Over that six-game stretch, take the Giants out, they average 24, 25 points a game. I mean, what was the difference in the Giants game 
or the other way to put it is, you know, which one is real? I think two things happened after the Giants lost. One, we benched that uh, spy that you had here down here, Nick Gates. Uh, <laughs> I know he was your secret agent. You can admit it now. And, uh, and also <laughs> the guard next to him got hurt. So they put in two new linemen who, frankly, they should have started with. You know, the coach was like, oh, look, at our two new linemen are doing great. Why don't you do it in September if you're so smart? You know, they're bigger guys and all. You know, Gates is a little smaller, which is having trouble holding it. Uh, so they changed the line. That has really made a difference on uh, the sacks that they were doing. And they also changed the offense some to go to the quick pass. You know, one, two, gone. You know, not let's drop back, look around, screw it. Find something, here we go, boom, boom, boom. And that made a big difference too. Yeah, so, you know, I tried to tell people in the offseason when the uh, – when the commander signed Nick Gates to, I think it was three years, $16 million, something like $8 million guaranteed that, that that was crazy money for Nick Gates, that what Nick Gates was really probably worth as a, as a backup for the giants, as probably a three position backup, he was probably worth a one year veteran minimum or close to veteran minimum contract. And, uh, are folks in Washington sort of sort of seeing that now that you know that 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 was kind of a waste of money, even though he's a great guy and a hardworking player? The only player they talk about pretty much is Sam Howell, <laughs> mm-hmm. and no, it's pretty hard to talk about an offensive lineman unless it's a tackle, maybe because Andrew Wiley's playing even worse. Um, <laughs> so I don't think people really focused on Gates too much. They made the move, Tyler, Tyler Lawson came on he had been playing regularly in past years kept getting hurt uh and so that's his mo but he you know we knew that would be a better plus so i don't think gates has been you know the people looking at him like what i mean the deep snapper everybody's looking at because he had three bad ones last week he's had yips before and it wouldn't be surprising if that happens again here you know so unless gates can learn a deep snap <laughs> that might help but uh you know, they've just got so many other problems. They don't worry about the line anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that is definitely a bad thing when people are actually talking about the long snapper. Yeah, I mean, he had the, we have a, probably the best punter ever in Washington in Tressway. I look back at his stats. He's probably the all-time best punter they've ever had. He skied twice to grab pull-down snaps, and then he also holds, and he pulled down another snap that was low and got it up for a field goal. So Tress is the greatest. He's the best player they have is when you're punter. That shows you what this team is like. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Rick, I want to talk about... uh couple of guys who aren't on the Washington roster anymore. Uh, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. I think the last time we talked, it, it kind of seemed apparent that one of those guys was going to move. How, how surprised are you that, that, that both of them moved? Uh, just marginally. I'm not surprised. They got a two for Montez Sweat by Chicago, which will be a high two. So that'll be you know, a nice pick for them. Yeah, I'm stunned. I'm stunned by that, that the Bears made that move. I mean, that's that should have come from a high contender that really needed a defensive end all of a sudden. Um, Chicago, way and then they overpaid him. They gave him like a $90 million contract or something crazy. Montez is a nice player. He's not that. So the Bears made a couple weird moves that way. Washington couldn't. Hey, Washington was going to trade Montez to Atlanta, I think, for a three, and then Chicago came along and gave him a two. So. They did it, and then, and then Chase Young got a, a compensation third, which means end of the round third, um, and I'm sure he'll play well in San Francisco because he just wasn't playing well here. Didn't seem to like it here. Didn't seem to do well here. Didn't didn't give his best efforts. Quite honestly, just didn't give his best effort. And I'm sure in a new place, he's playing with an old Ohio State teammate in San Francisco. They're going to win. I'm sure he's going to have a decent season, but he'll probably go in the open market. And Washington knew they couldn't keep either guy, so they just figured, hey, we get a two and a three for next year. But since they let him go in the two games, they've had one quarterback sack and six hits, and that's it. And the interior line is playing poorly now, too. Their defensive line has collapsed. I mean, Seattle just murdered them, you know, running up the middle. That's what Giants are going to do, just gash them in the middle and keep going. And then the secondary can't – secondary plays a prevent defense most of the time in zone coverage. It's sort of like, we'll give you the early stuff, but they can't compete. Well, without a pass rush, they're really vulnerable. And so you can attack the corners now a lot easier, too. So they got to outscore everybody. The average score is going to have to be like 31-28 or something, or they're not going to win. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if the Giants are capable of getting to 28 points. I don't know if they're capable of getting to 20, Rick. They got 17 against Dallas with some garbage time scores, and I think they've scored uh... – I think they've reached 20 points once this year. Picking <laughs> my games, I said, wow, 17 point spread. I, I can't give 17. I mean, Dallas might murder them, but I can't give 17. Well, I should have given 17. You know, yeah. I, that's what I said last week, too. It's like, it looks ridiculous, but I give it. Yeah. I, I mean, 17. Wow. We talked about 10, 17. And I just looked up, it was like, what, 38 nothing or something crazy? And I was like, okay, I underestimated or overestimated. <laughs> yeah, so 
So I have to ask you the state of the run Rivera watch. Does he have any chance of keeping that job at the end of this year? Slim. I mean, I, I guess that with a new owner, you're never quite sure yet what Josh Harris is thinking, but his past would say that he will change coaches. I don't think he'll do it before the end of the season. I would be surprised. After they play the Giants, let's just say they lose to the Giants and everybody's upset. Well, you have to play Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. You don't want to change a coach on a short week like that. Now, you do it after Dallas because they'll probably lose that game. But then you could say, all right, we'll let the, we've got 10 days to go for the next one, and that'll give the next head coach some time. But then you have the question of, do you give it to Del Rio, who's going to get whacked at the end of the season? You know, or do you give it to Biennemi? And does Biennemi want it? Because Biennemi wants to be a head coach. You want to say, okay, six games left. If you go one and five, we'll talk at the end of the season. No coach wants a one and five right. on their way. He may not want it. I saw it happen here when they fired Norv Turner with three games to go in 2000. They went to Ray Rhodes, a defensive coordinator, and said, we're going to make you head coach. He says, I don't want to own three on my record. I still want a head coach somewhere. He refused. They gave it to another mm-hmm. coach. So that kind of coaches guard their win-loss records very closely. And so I don't know if EB, EB's still trying to learn to call the, the offense. He's had his good games and bad. He should worry about that. If you make EB the head coach, what do you do in January? Do you suddenly get off of him? You know, and that's not easily done. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough thing. So I think they just hold on to Rivera till the end. Yeah, it's uh, but but you're right. It's it's just you know you have new ownership and 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 sooner or later everything changes with new ownership. So I my guess is Rivera's not long for that job. Well, Magic Johnson, who's a minority owner, I think he has twelve percent, has been tweeting after losses. You know, and it's sort of like, come on, guys, you got to do better than this. And I thought, woo, and and I think Magic will have a real key in who the next coach is because. Not that he's a football guy, but he's a sports guy. And with the other owners, that counts a lot on his opinion. I'm sure he's got friends that will tell him, here's who you should be looking at in the NFL. And it's a big advantage for Harris. He doesn't know NFL. He knows the other stuff. But I think Magic. And then when he look for free agents next year, suppose you have a guy coming, but he's not sure he wants to come to Washington. Well, then you open the door and Magic comes in. Mm-hmm. The deal. Everyone wants to play for Magic. Yeah. You know, you meet this guy, you're ready to rock. So... Magic's going to have an influence on the team. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mention that because everybody forgets about the uh, about the share that that Magic has, and I do think there's that 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 magnetism that probably helps quite a bit. Magic keeps buying parts of ball teams. I think he's got everybody now. I mean, it's, <laughs> now he's looking at foreign teams. I mean, Magic, where you all this money, man? <laughs> he, he's just bored, you know. <laughs> Like twelve percent of a six billion dollar deal is like I don't know seven hundred million dollars. That's a lot. It's, that's not ten bucks. No, <laughs> it, no. It's a, you know, it, it it'd be nice to have disposable income like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's buying an ice cream cone for me. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, fun. yeah, something like that. So, so hey, you know, both of these teams, Giants, Commanders football team, whatever their next name is going to be in Washington. Are they going to change that name again? I don't know. There was Betty Nods came out again yesterday, and they're all mostly stupid names like the Armada. (laughs) Jack and Cook would have have loved that name. He would have gone, the Armada. But, you know, if we (laughs) had 
Otto, the British wouldn't have burned down D.C. in War of 1812. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, they just had names on there. I thought, you're just making stuff up. I mean, even <laughs> that kind of thing. But could they? I don't know. I think they have bigger things they're worrying about. Like, they're really trying to chase down the next stadium. Uh, I think they'll go to RFK site. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and if you want to change the name, to me, you do it then. You know, you try, you try and do a fresh start. Uh, if you could, get, and then one thing they've got to do before they go to this new stadium, they got to start winning, or else people aren't going to come. You know, that's what you try and do: is load up short term, win some games, and get excitement, and make people buy tickets. It will be very interesting this week to see the crowd with the Giants game. Earlier this season, Washingtonians like events, and so they flooded the place for uh, the Arizona game. But you know the. Buffalo came, owned the stadium. Philly came, owned the stadium. And they said, well, they bought their tickets for the change. Okay, because fans have checked out. Now, let's see with New York. There's a lot of New Yorkers down here. We have to be nice to you guys now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know. But, and, and, and yeah, they typically own the stadium because they're one in, what is it? One in 20 people in D.C. is from New York. So they just come to see their Giants. Uh, maybe they won't this year, <laughs> but mm -hmm. maybe stadium and nobody but you know the dallas team so washington hasn't quite proven itself on the fan base yet about being real and coming back this will be a good game to see if if washingtonians hold on to their tickets i'm just curious throw out this this one last thing for you the the nfc east has forever it seems like been you know been Dallas and Philly at the top, or at least for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years, Washington and the Giants at the bottom. Which one of these two teams, Giants and, and, and Commanders, which one of those two teams cracks the code and, and gets and, and gets into that top two, you know, first? Well, Washington won it three years ago at seven and nine. That was a great year. Yeah, that was fabulous. That was, <laughs> Giants lost it at six and ten thanks to the the Eagles and in, in the Nate Sudfeld game. There you go. But I would say Washington. I mean, Washington's got some talent, um, you know, and and they look like they have a quarterback finally. I mean, I ranked quarterbacks from the last Super Bowl, which was ninety one. Thirty five people have started a quarterback for Washington, and I now move Sam Howell up to number four of wow. those. I showed you how bad the list is, too. There's a lot of marketing, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. list. Uh, but I, they, they have a guy that they can hold on to now who, who's sort of like the Billy Kilmer kind of guy, tougher, has a decent arm. Uh, he's on track for maybe 30 touchdowns, and no one has ever done that in franchise history except for Sonny Jurgensen. And he did in 14 games. So, I mean, everybody's going, was how really it? What more do you need to see? You know, I mean, it would be key to kind of, he's got Eric Bieniemy, he's got him now tuned in right. Do you lose EB in the future to a head coaching job or something? That's something they have to think about too. But with the quarterback, hope springs eternal. And uh, who you guys are playing Danny DeVito's son. Is that who it is? <laughs> yeah, it's Tommy DeVito who lives with his mom. <laughs> but he's not really Danny DeVito's son, right? No. Okay, because I heard something about that. I don't know. I was thinking, Danny DeVito's got a kid in the NFL? No, oh, no, no. I don't think so. Oh, I'd be like, Twins movie with Schwarzenegger. I was like, how did that happen? Uh, oh, that, that would be a story. Yeah, well, and he lives with his mom. I mean, I love, I saw all the parodies where 
they have them going, Mom, the meatloaf, the meatloaf, you know, doing yeah. the <laughs> barrel routine. Hey. That was funny. Hey, I did think of one more thing I wanted to ask you about, and it's kind of a Giants question. Brian Dable wins Coach of the Year a year ago. This year, the Giants might win two games. There's there's talk in the fan base, of course, because that's what fans do. There's talk in the fan base about firing Dable. I mean, I think, I think that Brian Dable and Joe Shane should get more time to fix this. I'm just, I want your thoughts on. You've covered, you know, the NFL a lot longer than I have. Just. I mean, can you think of a similar example or can you think of examples where, you know, where where patience paid off for teams, where, you know, you keep a struggling coach for a while? I can think of a couple current ones, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati being one that, that leaps to mind because I think, I think they won a total of six games in his first two years. Just, you know, can you, can you think of, of a couple of examples of, of coaches that maybe didn't have instant success, but but where it paid off to keep that guy in the long run. I mean, Vermeil went to St. Louis, and I think it took him a year or so, you know, to, to ramp them up. And the Rams were really good, uh, like that. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Nobody here, <laughs> that's for mm-hmm. sure. You know, nobody here has managed to build a winner uh, in the last 30 years, and we've had I don't know 10 coaches, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd have to think about that one. I don't know. I think I think Dable gets some equity because last year was so much better than everybody anticipated. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, Jim Harbaugh was Big Ten Coach of the Year last year, and now they're talking about getting rid of him because he's spying on people. That's the Belichick method. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> now you're looking at signals. Big deal. Yeah, don't do him that. That's why you put the card up to your lips and nobody can see you. <laughs> and and I'd love to see Harbaugh come here if they're looking at. There's a lot of rumors about Belichick coming to Washington next year. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want that one or not. And I'm, but that might send me into retirement. Uh, but fans just, you know, in the NFL, not for long anymore. It's like a half season. Yeah, and I know. It's, it's not, crazy. Wouldn't be fair to the Giants because then you're changing directions again. And Washington got caught in this. They change coaches every two, three years. And you go one direction, and then you're suddenly the next guy's the other direction. Literally, they would do offense, defense kind of coaches. And you, and you, that kind of thing leads you in the middle, which is mediocrity, which is where Washington has been. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Rick, always appreciate uh, appreciate the time. Hope uh, you and yours have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.